La maudite des vieux chauds. I have seen the dark shadows moving in the woods and I have no doubt that whatever I have resurrected through this book is sure to come calling for me. David, you look absolutely terrific, honestly. You got like you got like blue on. This is where the worst begins. This is where we must stop. For beyond is the work of madness. The nightmare of insane murder and lingering death. Get inside and lock your doors. Close your windows. Someone is watching you. Someone is waiting for you. Someone wants to scare you to death. This is Albert from the Tuesday Show. You're listening to the goddamn Dave Hill Show. Now on a flipping Monday. I nailed it. No. You're an angel witch. What is that sound? Ugh. I've said it before and I'll say it again. That angel witch song. It's not too shabby. I never get sick of it. You know, some songs, it stays with you. some songs you're like, I could do without that for a few months. Even like songs you love, like a Led Zeppelin song. And then, uh, but Angel Witch never. You take that back. <laughs> when we don't do the show on a Monday night, I still listen to it anyway, just to keep my balance <laughs> in line. It's that good. It's Absolutely. that good. All by way of saying, hello, and welcome to the Dave Hill Good Time Hour. A comment has already come in. This is going to be the best Dave Hill good time hour ever. Tom Papa kicks so much ass, his foot is all crooked from it, basically. <laughs> this is accurate. This is accurate. He's. Uh, I was going to announce our guest minutes from now. Several minutes from now. People are pounding at the door. Our guest tonight is my dear friend and one of the funniest humans ever to walk planet earth mr tom papa he's a well-dressed man we're actually tom and i are body twins we'll get into that uh we're size size alike oh that's that's sweet that's yeah so basically our friendship uh the bonus of our the many bonuses of our friendship is that we each doubled our wardrobe. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. You, Chris, you, Chris, if I may just... You, you misspelled your own name in your... Uh, I was in a rush, and then I just decided to leave it. Grisbeck? What's the difference, really? I mean, I, you know... 
Resbeck. I there's some people I know I, I've known for for years and still say my name wrong, and I just accept it. So honestly, if you want to call me Chris Gresbeck, it's fine. It is kind of better, Gresbeck. <laughs> Gre- get Gresbeck on the. I mean, who are you gonna? Who are you? Who are you gonna? Say you're in a jam. Do you hire the law firm of Gresbeck and Gresbeck or Gersbeck and Gersbeck? I gotta go Gresbeck and Gresbeck. I think even I would go for Gresbeck and Gresbeck. I it sound like they have their shit together more, <laughs> personally. Gresbeck is too close to like Greaseball. Gersbeck that's why you totally want them on your side. Yeah. Fair point. That's, Fair point. That's why you want them on, yeah. How are you doing, boy criminal Chris Gresbeck? <laughs> I'm awesome. Thank you. Thanks for asking. Happy to be here. How are you doing? New Jersey Chicken Rancher, Des. Doing pretty great, Dave. Thank you. Also um, happy to be here. Is that Dio in concert you have on the monitor yeah. behind you? It those certainly watching, is. Those watching in the futuristic uh, live format here on Twitch get the bonus visuals of me sitting in my office where there's a lot of clothes and a lot of guitars. Des streaming Dio concerts <laughs> and boy criminal Chris Gresbeck wearing a midsummer uh, yeah. t shirt. My famed midsummer shirt. Everything I always think people stuff. who were I'm you know, I'm stating the obvious here. Mm-hmm. As, but I feel like people who wear T shirts for movies that's pretty much the nerdiest thing that happens, isn't it? I mean, there's certain bands no. I think could be like a Dream Theater t-shirt or something. I could see that being nerdier than yeah, like a that's, horror uh, movie. But um, if you're looking to se- secure your virginity for a few more years, slap on a Dream Theater t-shirt. Yeah. Chris Gresbeck. It does sound... It sounds like a hockey player from like the 80s. Like a hockey that's, player from the 80s. Thanks. Matt Reiser, by the way, did the pre-show reel for uh, tonight before we went live. Thank you, Matt. He put some. Oh, uh, excellent. He put some kiss videos in there. Some, uh, some witch taint. Yes, great. I hadn't seen that in a while. Um, Chris, I, I saw Midsummer myself. Not to brag, it's a Swedish. It's basically like the Swedish Wicker Man. Yeah, exactly. We sort of discussing. Uh, I love it. I've seen it twice. Uh, and it's thoroughly disturbed me both times. It's one of those movies I just I like to watch because I like the way it makes me feel uneasy, like The Exorcist, kind of. I, I wouldn't yeah. go that far. It's a different kind it's of not, uneasy. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's, look, it's not The Exorcist. I just mean it, I like movies that stick with you. And, uh, yeah, okay. The Exorcist was, I saw that in grade school. It's a different kind of uneasy. Yeah. I was terrified. If you're a Catholic <laughs> schoolboy... And Hell you see yeah. the exorcist. Yeah. Oh my gosh. You just can't and then, help but think you're next. You know the scene where Reagan comes down the stairs? Oh god, yeah. And uh-huh. she's she's she starts peeing on the carpet <laughs> and the priest is playing the piano and she says, You're gonna die up there. That priest is a real priest, Father William O'Malley, and he said masses at Fordham where I went to school so you could go everyone would go he was really entertaining priest as you could imagine he was mm-hmm. hired as a consultant on that movie Whoa. and then so you could go to 
go to Mass on Sunday, and the priest from The Exorcist was saying Mass. So everyone was like, Wow. Yeah, I'm going That's to Mass. Sweet. So we, we went every day. It worked. Totally worked. Cool. Now, Midsummer. My favorite thing about Midsummer was there's the, the house that they all stay in or whatever. <laughs> the big communal, like, sp- sleeping space. Yeah, yeah, the big murder house they live in. It's so beautifully decorated <laughs> yeah. with all these, like, all s- Swedish art. patterns. Yeah, I was just like, kill as many people as you want. If I can have <laughs> this interior design form coming at me. Yeah. Yeah, the Mayflower uh, dress, too, is very, uh, it's beautiful, but, you know. Oh, yeah. Provided under the strangest and most disturbing circumstances. I'm guessing that the house they stay in in that movie is like a real house. Like, yeah. they just do it up for the movie. Looks like it. And, uh, oh, my gosh. Hey, our guest is here. I'm going to uh, go grab him real quick. Oh, my gosh. Happening now. It's all happening. Chris is going to grab our guests. I can't even believe he agreed to do our little show here. Oh, come on. It's but we are number one on in our here. time slot. We give you something to do on a Monday night for the, it's the, true. the the viewers and the guests. It's true, yes. You did pick a great time. You know, it's it's not a big showbiz night. Nobody's going to be able to tell you, like, oh, I'm working that night, necessarily. I would imagine. You never know. From But, from uh... Us. Our guest this evening, he's a dear friend. I've been friends with him many years. He is the host of Come to Papa on Sirius XM. What a joke with Papa and Fortune on Sirius XM. Also, Breaking Bread with Tom Papa. The list goes on and on. He's the author of the book, Your Dad Stole My Rake. And also the book, You're Doing Great. Five specials. Andy is, is a former football and track star. I'm arguably North America's foremost authority on our guest tonight. At Mr. least Tom the Northeast. I do have a, a rain man. Well, it's, it's just from being friends with him that I know all these things. Committed them to memory. And he sent me some excellent dog videos today. That's a good friend. Very excited about. Can't have enough of them. Wait, there's pube pie in midsummer? Someone writes in the comments here? I must have missed that. Yeah, no, there was. uh, Good lord. Somebody did it. I recall that now. I was uh, unaware. Wait, you're saying you do know of a pube pie that. Was in the hit movie f- Midsummer. I feel like I'm uh, recalling it now that it's been mentioned. All I right. I can't imagine any of our, our listeners would. Uh, it's hinted at, but never explicitly shown. Okay. Well, someone wrote Pube Pie. That, that was yeah, it was part of. That's right. It was part of a love spell. I've said uh, Pube Pie out loud way more times than I anticipated I ever would. I mean, that was tonight has been the first. Well, once it gets uh, going, yeah, it's one of those things the uh, alliteration of it all. Mm hmm. Hi, I'm 
Jesse Thorne, the founder of Maximum Fun, and I have a special announcement. I'm no longer embarrassed by my brother, my brother, and me. You know, for years, each new episode of this supposed advice show was a fresh insult, a depraved jumble of erection jokes, ghost humor, and frankly, this is for the best, very little actionable advice. But now, as they enter their twilight years, I'm as surprised as anyone to admit that it's gotten kind of good. Justin, Travis, and Griffin's witticisms are more refined, like a humor column in a fancy magazine. And they hardly ever say Bazinga anymore. So, after you've completely finished listening to every single one of all of our other shows, why not join the McElroy Brothers every week for My Brother, My Brother, and Me. Maximum Fun is a network by and for cool, popular people. But did you know it also has an offering designed to appeal to nerds? A show for nerds? On Maximum Fun? The devil, you say? It's true. It's called The Greatest Generation, and they review episodes of a television program for nerds called Star Trek. They've reviewed TNG, DS9, and are now reviewing Voyager. Hey, Star Trek. My daughter enjoys that program. Well, if she enjoys that, and she enjoys humor of the flatulent variety, might I recommend she subscribe to The Greatest Generation? Hey, are you calling my kid a nerd? Why, I ought to... Well, gotta go! Become a friend of DeSoto by subscribing to The Greatest Generation on MaximumFun.org today! We're good to go. Yeah, just waiting for Tom to uh, head backstage. But yeah, we're good. Oh, this is exciting. I've already given him a very large intro, lengthy. Oh, so should we just bring him on? Let's bring him in. I mean, yeah, I don't. you missed the intro. It was, it was uh, there he is. Tom? Yeah. Mr. T. Tom Papa. Yeah. It's Dave. It's your, it's your close personal friend, Dave Hill. Hi, Dave. I, it's not. I'm not. I'm not annoyed. I'm just. I didn't like that Chris was acting like I wasn't in the in the green room when I when I was. So I. Oh. I don't know how. I don't know the. I don't know the chain of command here. But well, if you if you, uh, I don't know if this has been a problem before. It's but um, I did everything, and he acted like I wasn't in the green room, and I was, and I. I just want to just want a red flag. Though. Yeah, no, it's it's been this is your this is the onion and the ointment basically. This has been going mm. on. I couldn't see you in the stage, so that's what happened. This, yeah, I think you should. I think you should say. I think you should tell that to Dave. I yeah. I'm. I'll only be here for a little bit. Well, yes. Yeah, I'm sorry, Dave. We'll talk after. I know. Sorry. I know Tom Papa well enough to know he's completely enraged right now. So it shows Tom, if- I'm more angry about my shirt. I know this isn't uh I feel like I'm a farmer that's going to the city. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's- it looks like you're like you're going to the bank to try to get a loan approved or something. <laughs> exactly. And I'm really I've got this all up top and down down low I got muddy boots. Yeah, but yeah, it is strange. Did you borrow that shirt from somewhere and do you own that? 
Apparently, I own it. I I, I had to go meet a person today, and uh, I had to make somewhat of an impression. And I was like, went through the through the button downs, the button ups, whichever way you roll. And uh, this was in there in a dry cleaning bag, which indicates I've worn it before. But I'm now I'm thinking maybe the dry cleaner gave me a shirt that's not mine. Does it that's feel? I mean, it doesn't look like uh, for p- people listening in the podcast format. You know, Tom Pop is wearing a sort of a black and white check shirt. Is Maybe there's Tommy Hilfiger? some light blue in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's Tommy Hilfiger. How'd I can you know see that? the little. Oh little, yeah, the little. The we don't have a logo, but we do there have is, a logo. Yeah. Oh, there it is. Oh my God, how it's a nice. It looks good on you. Yeah, oh, yeah, it's all right. Absolutely. I guess I'll ask the obvious question. How did that meeting go? Um, the meeting was, you know, it's funny, Dave. You find yourself in, in situations as a grown-up, and you're like, oh, of course. I've never been in this one before, but that's why I'm here. You know what I mean? Like, you, you've, you've been in a lot of things, done a lot of stuff, and then all of a sudden you're like, oh, I haven't been in one of these. I've heard about these, right? Yeah. It was with my uh it was with people from my my college my uh, my alma mater and oh you I mean was like, Ry- oh this is cool like I get to meet the president of the school and everything and then halfway through my coffee I'm like oh they're getting ready to ask me for money <laughs> oh mm. I, I had <laughs> I had that happen you now you went to Ryder College am I getting that right yes Yes, Ryder, which is now Ryder University. That was my, my safety school. I was almost. Who goes there, Des? My niece is going there right now. Oh, oh nice. Week. Yeah, lovely campus. Oh, very. Yeah, it's a beautiful spot. I, I love the school, and they were very nice people. It's just, I was never in this situation before. I was like, oh, right. It's a, this is why they're being so nice. Well, they, because uh, they always, it's always set up to be like, don't just so you know we're not asking you for money we would just want to get to know you and then (laughs) i had probably at least 10 years ago i had um someone from my college fordham university Mm -hmm. right and wanted to take me to breakfast and it was like, hey, uh, we just think you're an interesting alumnus. We want to get to know you. And then <laughs> sort of over the course of the breakfast, it became clear to me that they thought I had way more just multiple, <laughs> just some someone obviously was just like, Dave's doing amazingly well. You should reach out to him. And then as we're talking, like, I think it was became clear to me. So I slipped a few things into conversation that just, like, put some perspective on, <laughs> like, where I was. Like, how many? Yeah. How many zeros you had attached to the end of Hill? Yeah. <laughs> you know, basically, like, I'm not allowed to have credit cards anymore. <laughs> <laughs> In the middle of it, I said, I dropped, well, you know, p- putting two girls through college <laughs> right oh. now myself. 
I know how hard it is. <laughs> oh, that's perfect. That's like the that's the classy way to just back away from the table. <laughs> I'm happy to do to to contribute something, but and they were very nice people, and I really did like the experience. It's a great school, and it was it definitely worked out. It was good for me. Um, it's just funny to be like you could just say. You got 50 bucks. (laughs) (laughs) We don't have to, you don't have to pretend that you're, uh, you really wanted coffee at four in the afternoon. What's really funny about this fundraising conversation while we're doing it on the, uh, on the video feed, there is a scroll under the bottom that says, help support Dave Hill subscribe to this channel. Yeah. We're completely begging (laughs) the whole time. (laughs) Also to be clear, Tom, not unlike uh, the Ryder College uh, head of alumni donations or whoever that you had coffee with, um, our little scrolling thing is also very ineffective. <laughs> <laughs> it does not succeed in getting people to support <laughs> us either. Yeah, well, maybe you should you should add to it. Um, who knows uh, get good time hour merch at dumbindustries.com who knows maybe we'll have breakfast together <laughs> that's what i you know if it would if it would uh you know get Careful. scare up an extra 50 bucks a month <laughs> i'm happy to have breakfast well they definitely should support this podcast because it's um it's uh one of our national treasures it's, yeah it is you know it'll go down as something um <laughs> how are you buddy i was writing about you you're in my new book by the way really in book three yes this is exciting i is it about well i i will t- i'm i'm pretty good i wanted to say this is the first week since i returned from nairobi where i uh do not have pressing gastrointestinal issues um, oh my God! Well, you—I I mean, you know—you never want to wish ill will on your friends, but from the Instagram <laughs> feed, I would say you deserve. It. <laughs> I did. I can't say for sure that I, you know, because I don't want to. I had an amazing time, and I don't want to say that I caught anything there. I think it's probably something. It was just uh, too much fun, and it caught up with me, and it took me a while to get back to stability (laughs) listen i don't know uh i don't want to hurt your nairobi uh demo for your podcast but i can only imagine (laughs) massive uh what what you were eating over there it um well one thing i learned on instagram today these kids that i played hockey with are like shit talking me on instagram i mean to what to my not not shit talking they're trash talking me they're basically oh, that's okay. they're in in a loving way, but in a you you know, sure. in a way that I'm gonna have to go back and bring the hammer down. Were they questioning your skills? I think that they're questioning my ability to keep up with them. Now, Ooh. to be clear, I was playing against 19 year olds. Mm-hmm. So, well, if you allow me to ask uh, to re ask what my wife asked, um, <laughs> I when I said he's doing a book on hockey. She, what, then what? Then what is he doing in Nairobi? Was her question. There's one team there, the Kenya Ice Lions, 
and they they're the only team in the country so they real it's more of a club they play against each other Mm-hmm. But they're amazing. I assumed that I would go there and just slap them around. Mm-hmm. What with my quarter Canadianness and all that, I thought I would just go down yeah. there and destroy all of them. Was not the case. Kick- really? Yeah, yeah. They were quite good, mm. and uh, they whipped me around like a rag doll, basically. They basically beat you with the equator. They beat me out severely. Um, well, welcome back. I'm glad that... Uh, well, did you lose weight at least from your stomach illness? I think I've put it on. I mean, it's hard to tell because I'm sitting so close to the screen. It's hard. Mm. It looks like I must weigh 300 pounds. Your, but your sunburn uh, has gone away at least. My sunburn's gone away a little bit. Um, That's good. I'm excited, though, to be in your new book tom yeah um i have a um i have an essay in the new book called that's amore and it talks about my love of italian restaurants oh i think i know and said it why i can't ever be a vegan or a vegetarian or as thin as i would like to be because of my italian heritage and my love of italian restaurants and i go through the history of of going with my father to different places, the Supreme Macaroni Company and Puglia's and all of these great spots throughout my life and that it still continues to this day with with my friend Dave Hill yes. at Jeans on West 12th Street. 11th Street. Although I w- we should have Street. said 12th just to throw people off our trail. Yeah, we really don't want people, we don't want them to be too popular. No, this would be- so yeah, I was working on that uh, just last night. Excellent. Oh, someone asks, does Tom have a painting of George Carlin behind him on the wall? No. <laughs> Why would you ask that? That's yeah, a weird question. I don't understand what... See, when I first saw that, I thought it was uh, <laughs> William Shakespeare, but now I see it's... It does a l- look a little bit like William Shakespeare. It's the next thing. Um, <laughs> yes, that is George Carlin. Kurt, 1967. Um, I'm excited for for the listener. If you have not bought Tom's previous books, Your Dad Stole My Rake, and the more recently, you're doing great. Both hilarious books. They're 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 relentlessly funny. If I if you want me to blurb the third book, even though you're not done with it, you could say hmm. dot 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 relentlessly funny. I feel like it might be a conflict of interest at this point. Now that you know you're in it. Yeah, you're right. okay all right i don't know how that i don't know how that i don't want i I, you know i have a very intimate relationship with my readers i don't want them to think i'm they're being hoodwinked (laughs) this is this is fair now (laughs) speaking of uh eating tom yes i was telling these guys you and i i i i like to eat as well um yes we are, I, I was telling these guys we're body doubles basically. Yes, which a lot of people when they find that out when we're together, always say no. And I always take that as Tom's so much fatter than Dave. And I always take it as um, I'm so much skinnier than you. No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah. Exactly. It's a true. It's a it's a it's a 
thing. I it's some thing where we yeah. have. Uh, can I don't know if I can. But, I guess I can say this right that you're. Uh, I believe you're hung like a horse. Hung both hung. Yeah, dingle dangles. <laughs> you could skip rope with. <laughs> but um, we don't need our hands to knock on the door. <laughs> Battering rams. Um, uh, but but yeah, in one of uh, and is it, I believe is it the live in New York City special? No, it's the freaked out. Oh, special. The, oh yeah, where your uh, wardrobe by Dave Hill. Yeah, I created <laughs> with Rob Zombie. We created a set that was reminiscent of our favorite time in show business, which was the 1970s. And we decided to make the set all retro with lights. And I had a funny microphone and the whole thing and decided to make it special. And I needed an outfit that backed up that era. And just so happened that one of my good friends wears nothing but clothes from that era. <laughs> so we went, you know, went into your apartment. And for the people who think that we're not body devils, the the jackets and the pants don't lie. It was literally everything I put on, fit to a T, did not need to be tailored, taken in, shortened, expanded, or anything. Perfect. Perfect. It was amazing that I had this whole wardrobe at my disposal. I think I actually wore the pants you wore in that special the other day. Wow. Uh, I could send, I could, they still have a, you know, a certain something to them. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I wore them the other day, but uh, they're good. I miss and the jacket was cool. It was and all. You, cool. you have great sideburns in that special, which I, I think we, at least I think I think Judy Gold and I agree you should grow them back. Yeah, I've been hearing that that recently. People were saying bring back the sideburns, which uh, I'm playing around with the idea. How deep would you go on them? Like they went down, they, 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 yeah, they came like a little below ear. Okay. Yeah, not like big giant just, to the cheek. Just gives you a nice frame up. Yeah, they were good. Yeah, exactly. I um, yeah, I'm thinking about it. I had sideburns, and then a couple years ago, I was in London. I was getting my hair cut, and you know when they trim, they trim you up at the end. Mm -hmm. This woman. <laughs> She's trimming my sideburns, and then she says out loud, she says, I don't like these. And just <laughs> shave, uh, like, went up was two it like, inches. Like here? Yeah, she's just, like, uh, trimming delicately, and she's like, I don't like these. And she just went, <laughs> and I was just like, all right. Well, you got to kind of... I kind of respect that in a way oh yeah she was a, i yeah i it was amazing and she she told me to tip her which i was going to do anyway but she before i even paid and she said and you'll add a nice tip she sensed you were upset about the sideburns that's why <laughs> and and then yeah. she said she said and here let's write a nice google review while i've got you no oh, yeah. no <laughs> I had a uh, my favorite coffee shop in New York near the uh, hotel that I stay in, which just went out of business. So I can talk about it. Um, the coffee shop because they closed up. 
Yeah, I was so upset. What one was it? I was. It was called uh, Every Man Espresso. And they're just the greatest. Uh, the coffee was so on point. I think there's another location. But this one, during the pandemic, they, you know, had the the counter at the door so you couldn't get inside. And, if, you know, each I come like once a month. And the first sign was, please tip. And then it was um, tipping greatly appreciated, especially in these times. And then on the third trip, it was, don't be a fucking asshole. Leave a tip. <laughs> wow. Uh, yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and, and this time I came back and the, it was shuttered. Oh, no. Well, I know. what do you think? I've been thinking about that lately. What do you think of now? It, we're sort of in the endless pandemic. But things have been open. Like, because I was... For the last year, I've been like tipping in situations where I might not normally tip. Mm-hmm. Right. Or tipping big. Yeah, tipping more than I would. And then in the last couple of weeks, I'm like, I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, How much am I supporting the cause at this point? Yeah. Like, I'm like, wait, the, the Dave cause, I could use a little support. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah right. uh, uh yeah i'm with you the it's time to go back to uh judging people and tipping them based on performance I think once we stop applauding at 7 p.m that's when t- over tipping should have ended as well <laughs> oh that's really that's early. a little cold i'm gonna say that's, <laughs> that's but really when did that early. it kind of just gradually faded out though that thing that's what yeah yeah I had a, uh, it's so hard to make a stand though. I had post. I was on the road I was in Reading, Pennsylvania. And of course the, there's no room service. The, the, it, no, no services come back anywhere. Like if you get room service at a hotel now, they just like throw it in a bag and leave it at your door and run. And, uh, this place had no room service. So I had to go to Postmates to get some food. And I, <laughs> I order the food, and then I'm watching the guy. It's like track your order. It's, we're wrapping up, and they show uh, the guy's little car getting close to the restaurant to pick up the food. And then he turns and just books it for the other side of the city. And <laughs> I'm watching his line just go further and further out of Reading. And then it said, "Your food will be there like in an extra like forty five, fifty, an hour." And they're just. It added a whole nother hour to it, and I'm seeing his car like out at a date or doing whatever it is, like across the river. And then I go to cancel, mm-hmm. and they won't let me cancel. And it, I can't finally, like, it's so impossible to get to, to cancel a Postmates order. It's like a Rubik's Cube. And I finally get it, and they said, Well, we're still going to charge you $32. Mm. I was like, You know what? Pandemic's over. <laughs> F you. I'm canceling Postmates. I'm in a chat. Like with a robot, <laughs> and uh, then I got home the next day, and my daughter was like, "We wanted to order this Middle Eastern food," and I'm like, ah, "I'm so tired. I can't go out and get it. You win again, Postmates. I'll do one more order with you." Oh man, <laughs> I have no, I have no. I, I, it's so hard to make a stand. I, mm. The convenience is just trumps everything else. Yeah. Well, I've never used. I've, I'm a big. Uh uber eats guy 
Guess That's what? Possible. Guess what? They bought it. Uber Eats owns Postmates. Oh, that's because I. That's how I found. Oh, that was the wrinkle in the story. I'm like, f them. I'm doing Uber Eats, and my daughter's like, they bought Postmates. I'm like, oh, is that why it all looks exactly the same on my phone? Is that why they know all my past orders, and it's the first time I'm using them? What? Yeah, they're the same thing. Yep. What? What is the point in that? Like, why? Like, why does PayPal own Venmo? Yeah, that I don't get. Yeah, just, they just Hoover it up. I think Ticketmaster right. owns StubHub too. The, the Live Nation owns everything. Live Nation, yeah. right? Man, yeah, oh man. more money, more money. Yeah, this world. Yeah. Why I own this shirt? <laughs> <laughs> I'm bank baby. I'm coming around on that shirt. Are you? Yeah. The one in the chat thought maybe that was Dave's shirt. That. Oh. Lost. Oh, that's an insult! Look at Dave's face. Yeah. No, I. Last time, Dave, Dave, I got a, I got a, what I thought was a pretty smart-looking polo. It was white and it had a little blue on the collar, and uh, it didn't look like your average dad polo. And I'm waiting at the bar for Dave, and he comes in. And he's like, looks at me with disgust, and just goes. <laughs> Did I, are you on your way to go golfing? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. It's just, it's just that I usually, you know, I, I think of you when you don't have a sport coat on, I worry something happened. Yeah. Like, well, thank you for that or something. But it was so hot. It was very hot. I didn't know. How, yeah. I didn't know how to, I didn't know how to rock the summer. And I was traveling, you know, I just needed a polo. I'm like, well, this will pass with David has a flower on the, on the, uh, where the insignia usually is where the, my Tommy Phil Hilfiger is. And, uh, no, he just took me down immediately. And then after a couple martinis just kept coming at me. <laughs> just, yeah. Well, <laughs> I, this is uh, one of my, you know, of my many favorite moments of the pandemic, it's hard to pick, uh, hmm. but. I will say um, what little sanity I was able to hold on to is Tom and I would keep in touch over our uh, sort of cocktail hour beverage choices. Yeah. And I let slip at one point that I was making martinis and other drinks in orange juice glasses. Oh, boy. But it upsets me now. <laughs> And then he didn't have a martini shaker. He was just making martinis out of children's toys. <laughs> <laughs> and then Tom sends me like a, a nice uh, shaker and proper, like a proper uh, James Bond style uh, cocktail co- kit. Cocktail kit, complete with little recipes. <laughs> for for all the classic drinks out there today, timeless. Well, it just it's. I mean, you you were so good about posting the Lawrence Welk living room that you were drinking in, and it was like, how could there not be the proper cocktail where, like that from that era, watching that show in that environment, it would have naturally, without any irony, it just would have come like as as easily or as 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 readily as there was utensils and uh a cutting board and a glass and any a blend whatever normal things would come in a kitchen you would naturally have 
a martini shaker sure and the proper uh, stuff and that you didn't have it no was like if i don't do this there's there's a really good chance dave doesn't make it out of the pandemic <laughs> so and and here i am living to tell it yep. and still using that shaker I thought That's you were going to say st still thing. using the orange juice glasses. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I'm one of my favorite parts of the pandemic was when I was in Cleveland performing uh, in one of the earliest of shows. Oh, yeah. Very limited capacity in the clubs. It was like just trying to. This was in November of 2020. Uh, yeah, November of 2020. Was and I was. Oh, my God. Yeah. And I met Dave outside. It was very cold in downtown Cleveland. And Dave was wearing, I think, 12 masks, <laughs> gloves, a shield, a wool hat. And he stayed f 50 feet away from me in this town square. Oh, yeah. And we, we get, that was our visit. While guys were skateboarding around us. It was very... I, there's a short list of people who have uh, seen the extent of my mental illness. on, <laughs> But, like, that was peak... Yeah, I saw Tom at peak, like, like still not having any grasp of what this disease is. Like, and convinced that I was going to bring it home and kill everybody. <laughs> and uh, Well, this was pre-vaccine. You were living with an old lady. Yes. So I got I got some of the but it, the, the logic behind looking it. Looking back but on this it, was, though, it was extreme. <laughs> I easily sat it was... 12 feet <laughs> from Tom with a mask on. In, it's freezing out. And a shield, and and a shield, and and gloves, and it really was like I went to Cleveland and saw Dave at his new job, which was urban beekeeping. <laughs> <laughs> and there were these kids skateboarding around us, and any time they would come within twenty feet, I would have a full blown <laughs> panic attack. <laughs> I would be telling a story and I could see Dave's eyes start to think about something else in the middle of my tail. <laughs> and, and I would pause and what you all right? And he'd be like, I'm just, uh, these guys are getting cut. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And they were nowhere near us. Like it's only, uh, <laughs> Only with all the medical knowledge I'm armed with now, I can say I was acting. It actually was a little later. It was after the election because uh, when Biden beat Trump, because I left you, flew home in a connecting flight through D.C. And oh. uh, after the first Trump rally... And all of the Trump people came onto the connecting flight in D.C. in their full regalia and mental illness. <laughs> and that's when I stopped touring. That was that was like I got that was I I felt like I toured as safely as I could, did all the things to protect myself, 
And all these people charged onto the plane with no masks, getting in fights with flight attendants. And I was like, these mother effers, they're the, they're, I'm going to get it because of them. And uh, that's when I was like, you know what? Maybe I've got to stay home for a while. Oh, and, uh, and didn't go out again until the new year. Wow. Yeah, I, I remember you telling me this now. Um, yeah, it was a crazy day. Oh, my gosh. Well, you're you're you were brave. You were you were. Uh, you, you were yeah, I kept there. going. I didn't I didn't go. I was trying to be just logical about it. I would go to places where they thought it was safe enough, but I wouldn't go to places that were completely pretending it wasn't a thing. Like I wouldn't go to Florida or Texas at the time. Um, but I went to Salt Lake City. I went to Portland. I went to Cleveland and I just did shows. I was thinking about that the other night because I was talking to my daughter. And the two of us went to Portland in like July of 2020 and did a show for maybe 30 people a show in this club, all spread out. And I just can't, I'm like, what was I doing? Like, why would I even have done that? Like, it's not, it wasn't for the, it wasn't for the money. I just, I, I was just so used to performing for 24 years or whatever mm -hmm. that I just, felt like I had to just keep doing it. And uh, yeah, the idea that my daughter saw me at this place in Portland, she was in the audience and there was no people with masks, this giant club and like 30 people in it. <laughs> I'm up there still slinging jokes. It was crazy. Wow. And were you, were you paranoid ever that you, uh, well, you, you, you never caught it though at any point, did you? I never got it. No, I think I had to have been exposed to it. It's between Omicron and, and I, you know, there's no way. I think I just either I, I you know, I read an article that some people just don't get it. That's what I, that that's what I just I mean, heard. I, I like, had it. My wife yeah. had a single symptom. So yeah. yeah, there's a lot of that. And they say in this article that they're starting to think it's genetic, that there's something in the gene makeup of these people that it, you don't get it. And that could be part of it because my family didn't get it. Like my kids didn't get it. And I know I was exposed, but I think I was either exposed once I was vaxxed and boosted and it didn't take, or I was one of these people that doesn't get it. But yeah, I mean, I was everywhere in a lot of situations where it seems like, you know, at this point, everyone seemed to have gotten it. Yeah, I got it. I mean, paranoid me is crazy. <laughs> yeah. Because I was pretty much the whole time. Yeah. I still got it in December. Right. And yeah. I thought it, and I was there in December. I was in New York. I know. I when Omicron was hitting. I figured if I got it, everyone's going down. Or at least everyone should go everyone down. Everyone should go down. <laughs> Though... I, I think I was telling you, though, well, I know I've talked about it on this show. My life has been better. Like, I don't have to get up. Oh, totally. I don't have to get up and go to the bathroom anymore in the middle of the night. It like somehow I have the uh, inside. What, free. I have the pipes of a 20 year old now. <laughs> <laughs> I, re I I distinctly remember seeing you after COVID. You were more relaxed. You were definitely it improved your life. <laughs> Having gone through yeah. it, <laughs> really, I, I I I remember clocking that. Now I'm now I you know I'm going downhill again. I'm going back, to, you know. <laughs> yeah, you don't look well. I don't look well. 
<laughs> you're not like well everyone what's your source of anxiety now oh just i i think it's just uh i'm just tired i think no. i need a nap not 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 right. like in in the short term like like mm. i don't need one tonight or i mean like sort of like i need at some point to sleep for like a month or something mm. or maybe just i don't know yeah maybe can you stay in bed though? No, because I, I like I lay there like I was on the road and I was I woke up I had nothing to do until the that evening and I was like I should just like I I remember being a person that that used to just and I've heard of these people who just I'm just gonna st I'm just staying in bed for a couple hours I'm just gonna stay in bed and after like two minutes of just sitting there I'm like I gotta get up and go get some coffee or do something yeah I think it's like I'm now did you were you raised by a domineering Catholic woman you must have been right um I would a Catholic woman yes. But not uh like my mom mm -hmm. would always just like if I was ever lying in bed and it wasn't you know mm -hmm. late at night or early in the morning <laughs> you're just like what are you doing like <laughs> right. get, go so it's just not, like if i if i'm yeah. just like oh i'm just gonna lie down for a bit there's this voice in my head like what are you doing Right, <laughs> <laughs> you lazy son of a bee. I, I just can't. Yeah, I can't do it. Yeah, I can't either. And now, and now it's, and now uh, the uh, older than that, you. We're, I will soon come into the years where you hear people saying like, that they just stop sleeping. They don't. Uh, they just don't go to bed. Or if they do, then they pop up at three, and then they stay up because why not? It's like yeah, uh, an age. Thing. I've heard of that. Like old people, they only need like four hours. Yeah, my father lately has been, uh, according to my mother's reporting, uh, getting up in the middle of the night, making a pot of coffee, drinking it, and going back to bed. That's wow. baller move. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So if if genetics is a thing, then uh, th there's my future. Now, do you, do you, now I go in phases, like when I want to stay up later because I don't, like, I don't want to go to bed because I think, oh, tomorrow, which is going to suck, is going to come all that much sooner if I go to bed now. <laughs> so I just want to stay up late. I've never to thought avoid. of it like that. <laughs> this is when I'm in bed. I sort of have like, uh, <laughs> the what, like, slide. just like uh patterns like <laughs> where i go in and out of where i'm like dread where sometimes i i'll go for weeks or even months where i'm like oh i'm really looking forward to tomorrow morning and waking up and starting a new day <laughs> and then i go in phases where like i just sort of dread like february and march of every year where i dread they're brutal it, where i'm just like oh god i gotta wake up and be alive again um, and so you just want to stay up as late as possible to to put that off. Uh, you know what? I used to have that, but I moved out of New York. Oh. And I hate to say it because it's my favorite place on the planet, and I'll probably come back. 
But when you live in a place that has sunshine all year, trees, and like your February and March, I remember like that grind of getting through that relentless dark period. I, I would be that way. I would be depressed. I would be just like at this clubs, like I gotta get on stage and it was all of that darkness. And since I've lived here with nothing but sunshine out the windows, oh wow, uh, I don't have that anymore. Oh man, maybe I. You know how in, in you know how in New York people sit next to a light bulb and hope that that that, <laughs> that will change their mood. Oh, yeah, which it do does not work. I can. <laughs> you do that? It does not work at all. I've got one of these things that play. just blast bright lights uh, into my face. Oh, uh, I, don't, I mean, just that you're having to plug that in. <laughs> it's just, it's I don't I don't think that it were. I have two of those. <laughs> and I don't think they work at all. I got to I got to stay up late because tomorrow I got to wake up and plug that goddamn thing. In again. <laughs> <laughs> the thing that makes me. Want to go to bed is knowing the sooner I get to sleep, the closer I'll be to getting coffee mm-hmm. again. Oh yeah, hundred percent, right? Hundred percent true. You're just like, oh, if I go to sleep now, it's coffee. The next time, time I'm conscious, it's coffee <laughs> time again. And the first cup where I like, it's I'm on E. I get to go the whole day and see how much I can get. Yeah, that's a good motivator. I got to start doing that absolutely it's good I w- and especially if you get like really you really like zero in on really great coffee oh yeah oh, whether you make it yourself or get it whatever just knowing that that's the finish line <gasps> oh if uh-huh. you sleep oh yeah it, it i wish that alcohol had the same like coffee if you get it right then you're you've just got a great day on your hands. You have uh, you have three solid hours. At least if you're me, you have easily three or four hours of drinking coffee, mm-hmm. and yeah. then uh, you just go through the day goes well. Now on the flip side, if I were to drink for four hours straight, <laughs> it's not it's it's I have an amazing twenty minutes in there. during the drinking i'm like everything's great i love my life i love my friends this is great for 20 minutes and then you're just kind of chasing it for the next hour Mm -hmm. and then it's over and then oh so bad i had a thing yesterday where and i'm sure you run into this math equation where I traveled, I had coffee during the morning, and then like early, even early afternoon, I had a little. And then you're getting like four, five o'clock, and you really just want more coffee. You want something, and I really want more coffee, but I know if I have that, it's going to screw up my sleep later on because it's getting too late in the day. And then you start saying, well, then I guess I should have a drink. I guess I should just make a martini. Yeah. But then, then, but I don't want to be drunk. I just want coffee right now, <laughs> but I'm not allowed to because I won't be able to sleep. Oh, that is a, t- that is a conundrum. But then now going back to Italian food and jeans, mm-hmm. like, do you, you know, when they say like, oh, some tiramisu, espresso. 
do do that the, the uh, late night yeah you know that is a tough one to say no to the espresso at the end of a meal and it's, you're looking yeah and right a little sambuca yeah a little espresso and then uh some kind of a dessert and you're the clock is saying 10 10 30 and you know this is not this is gonna be a weird night if you do it <laughs> yeah but, but it's, it's hard to say no to it it's or an like, affogato oh yeah and then you wake oh. up at four in the morning <laughs> wide awake and still kind of drunk and you're just like never again no i'm not doing that anymore i'm not doing that that's not that's not how i'm living my life anymore those days are gone and then the next afternoon about four in the afternoon you're like hey uh what's going on later should we head over to uh Should we go to jeans? <laughs> I know. In the middle of the night, you're like, F you, Italy, your dumb <laughs> traditions. And then at seven o'clock the next the next night, you're like, Viva Italy. <laughs> yeah, like, Viva Italia. <laughs> I'm making some changes. I'm making some changes. I'm not drinking wine. I'm just gonna be a guy who drinks seltzer. Yeah. How do I fight centuries of Italian know-how? <laughs> <laughs> Who am I to say I'm changing? Exactly. What a fool. They know better than I do. Yeah. <laughs> Make it a double. <laughs> <laughs> so dumb. The other thing that keeps me up late is if I, and I love it, and I don't do it that often, but is a big, uh, great steak. Like the great martini, red wine, steak night oh you wake up with like that's 3 a.m heartburn <laughs> yeah heartburn nights meat sweats <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, but it's so good i'm starting to think maybe this is an age thing i'll totally admit it but i've been you know i like to watch people and read people's habits and and get some get some clues for how to live and there's this great author jim harrison who i talk about all the time and he was this great author and he would write about food and esquire and stuff like that and he i could tell from his writing he never really declared that this was a shift but i got from his writing that he moved the big decadent meal drinking espresso whatever into the afternoon he would have it he would have a big late lunch rather than the big late dinner Mm. oh that's supposed to be the thing yeah if you can stop eating by like eight o'clock mm-hmm then you're sick. like if we met at jeans at four uh you with the other octogenarians there would be no no resistance from me i love an early i'm fully headed that way like i had a friend last week he's like uh my friend Walter it was his birthday. He's like, "Hey, last minute birthday drinks tonight. We're gonna meet at nine. And I was like, oh. "No, why nine o'clock? Why? Why aren't we meeting at five thirty? Why are we? Yeah. <laughs> why? Are we... What are you doing before nine? Yeah, <laughs> it's insane. Yeah, that's crazy. What am I twenty? Oh. <laughs> and then I got there, and he, I said, you know, I knew your birthday was in March. Is it actually today? And he's like, no, it's tomorrow. So you have to stay till midnight. 
Oh my god! So I was just like, oh man, <laughs> what am I gonna live yeah. forever? <laughs> Forget it. Yeah. Well, I have to say, it's nice that you went through the COVID and you look healthy. I mean, uh, you know, you, you you seem a little March sleepy, but yeah, <laughs> I think uh, you look good. Well, you thank You're you. Strong. You, you look great yourself. Thank you. Um, I've uh, yeah, but I'm going to change the shirt. I just, I mean, you've gotten, you've given, you've given whatever you're going to give to Ryder University. It's time to get your life. Yeah. Back. Put on that golf shirt I don't like. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to take this shirt off and put it right in the garbage. Put it straight. So I'm never, so I'm never, so I'm never tempted to wear it straight again. Straight in the garbage. We should auction it off for charity of some sort. <laughs> yeah. Add that to the scroll at the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> um, we are. We're at, at the nine o'clock hour. So we got to ride off into the podcasting sunset, live casting sunset. Tom, good seeing you, fellas. Good seeing you. Thanks Thank for you, being Tom. Here, Tom. Thank you, Tom, for 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 joining our little uh, a little show here. You should work on the closer. <laughs> it, well, we, we add explosive sounds. I'm gonna, Tom, Tom, where can we find you? Work on the work, work on the closing language. Uh, go to at Tom Papa on Twitter. Just Instagram. It, just go to Instagram. Just, Forget everything else. Forget what I'm doing. What I'm selling. Just go to at Tom Papa on there Instagram. You go. Perfect. <laughs> Love you guys. I'll see you soon. Thank you, Tom. Take care. Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.